0: Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Epo's next podcast. As always, your host, Cody Mallory, on Twitter, at RealCodyMallory. I am once again joined by my two co-hosts tonight, Anthony Dittmar. I'm sure that it's at AnthonyDittmar underscore, and Joe Farrow on Twitter, that it's at the Joe Farrow. Earlier today, we were messaging each other like, what are we going to talk about tonight? Nothing's happened. That KD rumor of him meeting with Joe Psy didn't happen. It was all bullshit until it happened. How you doing, guys?
1: Uh, we're doing well. I kind of predicted yesterday. I was like, kind of, we were all kind of saying, like, I feel like if something were to happen from this meeting, we know like today because I feel like a lot of this news drops on a Monday, and it's exactly what happened. I was like, kind of checking a couple hours before it came out to see like if something did drop, and then all of a sudden I was bombarded with like sixty texts. So then I was like, okay, something happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm.
2: I'm in the same boat. I think we all like usually have. Figured out that a lot of NBA news comes out on either Monday, Tuesday, or like the end of the week, like a Friday. Um, and usually it's more towards like early morning. So, like 8, 9 a.m., I was checking for everything. And then all of a i finally let my guard down at work. And then 2 30 hits, and boom, we get the news.
0: Yeah. So, I'm sure you all are aware by now of the news we're talking about. But just in case, we are your only source of Brooklyn Nets news which I would highly recommend. Basically, nah. Shams from The Athletic uh, put out an article today. Um, the gist of it was Kevin Durant and Joe Sy met Saturday in London, and Kevin Durant basically said, it's either me or Sean Marks and Steve Nash. You can pick Joe Sy. Joe, I know you have the article. If you want to go a little more in-depth on what was actually said from Shams, um, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could go piece by piece, but uh... – the the first uh, thing that was said, like, I mean, you got the gist of it. They had a face-to-face meeting over the weekend uh, in London, and Kevin Durant reiterated his trade requests and informed side that he needs to choose between Kevin Durant or the pairing of Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Uh, KD stated that he does not have faith in the current direction of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh They said that the discussion was transparent and professional. The meeting took place a year to the day that Durant agreed to the four-year $198 million contract extension with the Nets and barely over a month after his initial trade requests on June 30th. Um, So this is the first year that KD extension. Um, The Nets have direct knowledge of the reasons behind Durant's request and understand that the 12-time NBA all-star will continue to be resolute in his stance. Durant is believed to want a change of scenery heading into his 16th season. So yeah, that's basically the gist of it and then it's just like uh how where could he go and why and he mentions the Celtics, he mentions the Heat um and it's probably right. a little deeper and, and the, the Raptors. Raptors as well. Yes, and the Raptors as well. So those are the three teams to keep an eye on. Interesting, considering they were they're all in the Eastern Conference, and interesting considering all three of those teams have been hesitant to give major pieces. So I mean, it's. I'll let you guys go into it. What are your initial reactions?
0: Yeah, just real quick. So my first, very first initial reaction was this should come as no surprise. I mean, he yeah. went right over Sean Marks and went directly to Josiah when he made the trade request on the first day of free agency. And, like, I'm sure he didn't come out and straight up say, like, it's either me or those two, but I'm sure Kevin Durant must have hinted something to Josiah about why he wanted out. Yeah, about Nash mm-hmm. and Marks. And, like, the fact that nothing has happened Kind of makes me believe that Joe Tsai is kind of on the side of Marks and Nash.
2: That's the scary part.
1: <laughs> Honest to God, like, if you had to put two options out there, what Nets fans want versus what's more likely, I think they're exactly opposite. I think Joe Tsai, like, he has Sean Marks' support. I'm not sure so much about Steve Nash. I think it might be like a trust tree where, like, Steve Nash has Sean Marx's trust and, like, Tsai has Marks' trust, like, that kind of sort of thing. But, I don't know. I think if it was other case, they would be fired by now. It's already August eighth, so getting a new general manager in the middle of August is not something teams usually do, considering the whole <laughs> free agency period in the draft. Um, I don't really know what would how would that even go down, to be honest. So, like, and also reading the article, the tea leaves of the Celtics, I think, are firmly there. I think they make the most sense at this point. I think it's either Celtics or Boston, like in terms of trade happening unless the Raptors really like get rid of Scotty because I don't think the heat trade works out because of Bam and the Ben Simmons thing. I think he hints at the Celtics a lot with the Jalen Brown stuff. That you, you made you Doka tidbit. That's what I, how I see it right now. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I'm definitely on I'm definitely on your side with that. I mean they're hinting it's like it was kinda like uh hand like uh what is it? Like uh self handicapping kind of article that came out. It was like they kinda said, yeah, Durant wants to will stay if they get rid of Marks and Nash, but also he definitely is not taking back his trade request. And here are the teams that could still deal for him. So it's like, it's kind of weird, a weird situation. And it was a weird article to go through. But like you said, Anthony, they did pinpoint the Celtics as like the biggest destination, talking about Jalen Brown being on the table and um, talking about Durant growing close with Ime Udoka in recent years. So, I don't know. It's uh, definitely
0: definitely a still very murky waters. Ime Uduka, Uduka who was jeez, who was um, the Nets' assistant coach, by the way, two years ago. That should be noted. Yes. He's not just a random he, guy that the Nets just lost to. Like He was an assistant coach to Kevin Durant before he went to a head coach job with the
2: Boston Celtics. And he also coached in the Tokyo Olympics for Team USA.
0: Ime Uduka. Correct. Correct. I mean, there's like, there's so much in this that I don't even know where to start. Like, I think Steve Nash has been a horrible coach. I think Kevin Durant has a point with that. I don't know if the request with also including Sean Marks, who I think he had a bad free agency last year. I think this summer has actually been a lot better besides the Kevin Durant drama. I don't know if he's just kind of getting grouped in there because Kevin Durant's been told that they are a package. I know Scoop B has reported that. Ah, I don't know, man. Like, from a fan perspective, it's a no-brainer. Like, it's Kevin Durant. He's the only Kevin Durant in the world. They don't grow on trees. Like, you don't replace that. A poor head coach and a GM who's had his good moments, had his bad moments. I'm still, like, in the middle on Sean Marks, personally. It's a no-brainer. Like, you take Kevin Durant, but who's to say they don't bring someone else in and then then that suck the first two weeks, two months of the season, a month, month and a half. And Kevin Durant wants out anyways. So, like, from Joe Sides' perspective, it's like we had Kenny Atkinson, that didn't work. We brought in Steve Nash. Um, Obviously, I'm assuming it was Sean Mark's decision. That didn't work. Like, what is going to work? I mean, we've seen it with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in their past teams. So, from an ownership perspective, I think it is a tricky situation. Obviously, we're all fans. Like, we're 100%. You better keep Kevin Durant, or what the hell are you doing? But I don't know.
2: I see both sides kind of. I can definitely see the, the ownership side of it as well. But when you look at what Steve Nash has done thus far as a coach and you see guys like Quinn Snyder are still sitting at home without a job. I mean, Mike D'Antoni is available. Uh, Mark Jackson is available. There's other guys available for head coaching. I think the GM position is the more inter- is like the more difficult part to do at this point. But, I mean, head coach definitely shouldn't be an issue. And I would assume Kevin Durant went into this meeting. If he was demanding the head coach and the GM to be fired, not saying he was necessarily demanding it, but if he's saying, like, that's the reason why he wanted out because he didn't like the pairing of those two running the organization and he doesn't have faith in it, I mean, he's got to have guys in mind. So it's like I think it's more a matter of, like, how much does Josiah really trust – Sean Marks, and Steve Nash to take this franchise over the hump after you deal Kevin
0: Durant. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense. I have a quick question for you guys. And Anthony, you could go. Joe mentioned it was a year ago, Saturday, when they met that Durant signed the extension. We all know that Steve Nash and Sean Marks were there. Like, this isn't a new organization or front office thrown at them. And apparently, Joe Tsai is not the issue. So, like, I guess, sure, the Nets had a bad year. Um, there's several factors. I don't think it's fair at all to put the blame on any one-person factor, whatever happened. There's several factors. But, like, what really changed to cause this? Like, was it the firing of his the assistant coaches that him and Kyrie liked? Was it not giving Kyrie the extension? Um, I mean, I'm sure Joe Tsai was involved in those decisions, right? Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. I mean, he had to have been involved in those decisions, but at the same time, it's like some of the stuff I'm sure he was willing to let slide. But when you combine all of these things together, it's deaf. I can't blame him for not having faith in the direction of the franchise. I mean, the whole situation with Kyrie Irving, you you give him permission to seek a trade and obviously that's not gonna uh, make Kevin Durant feel very good about his future in Brooklyn. you, you fire uh, his boy, Adam Harrington, who's the assistant coach. Um, maybe it's more along the lines of like he knew Steve Nash was inexperienced as a coach year one, didn't see anywhere any improvement in year two. Um, and I mean, I guess maybe he's thinking Sean Marks wasn't doing enough to really put up the best team possible around him. I mean, it could be a mix of all these different things, and uh, he might have just had enough. But he's probably, he probably thinks if you get rid of Steve and you get rid of Sean and just get new blood in those positions, then maybe, maybe there's something that can
0: be fixed. I I just want to say this might be a hot take. I don't know if it's true. But what if someone was to say Kevin Durant never had any trust in the Nets front office? He never had any faith in Steve Master, Sean Marks. He just wanted to make sure after his Achilles and a couple injuries, he got his max money. And he felt if things go bad, I'm Kevin Durant. I can go wherever I want, even if I'm under contract. Do you think that's a possibility? Okay. Uh, I,
2: don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like out of the realm of possibility, but I wouldn't, but I also wouldn't say like that's like that was like his main goal in coming to Brooklyn. I mean, coming to like you come to Brooklyn because it's a, it's a big market he was uh, he's obviously trying to like get his portfolio bigger in terms of like investing and and uh like uh his like his multiple companies and growing the brand that he owns and is continuing to build alongside Rich Kleiman and everybody else that he's associated with. But then it was like then you also get an opportunity to play with Kyrie Irving in a big market, like we said, and eventually you end up playing with James Harden and that doesn't work out and then we end up here. But I don't think yeah. that was necessarily the intent from day one. I mean, I'm sure every superstar has that thought in their mind, though. It's like, okay, if this right. doesn't work out, like I will be able to force my way out. Just that that's how the NBA works.
0: And then James Harden is a big factor. Like when Kevin Durant signed that extension, he thought that Kevin or he thought that James Harden and Kyrie Irving would be signing a max extension as well. So I do want to point that out there because that that's not fair to Durant to be like, oh, like whatever. Because that's definitely a factor when you think you're playing with two guys who were your boys. I mean, we saw KD and James Harden at that concert this Saturday. Like, they're obviously boys, despite whatever happened um, during the season. Basketball-wise, like, they're obviously still good friends. Going back to the OKC days. So, like, that is definitely a factor. But I don't know. Like, you knew the organization that you were committing to, is is my thing. Yeah.
1: I agree. I think he definitely came here because, like, all the factors you guys listened to, and I think – when a team like like the Nets did so much in terms of like kind of goal of what Katie said, like if we just kind of give a little timeline and perspective, obviously you mentioned how they signed gear because Kyrie and all that, whatnot. But the Nets paid him a year for his rehab. Obviously, any team would have done it to get his services in the future. So I don't really say the Nets are that special for doing that when you're that good of a player. Teams do that anyway. Um, but then you, you fought, you chose Jared Allen. They chose DeAndre Jordan for Jared Allen. First off, you guys, younger Jordan paid. You had Connie Atkinson fired. You get, there's rumors that who, I don't know who really wanted Steve Nash. It was Marks, so it was KD from his time state. I don't know. But then he made a lot of, like, I'm sure he had a lot of input on those personnel decisions with Marcus Aldridge was that KD recruited him, Blake Griffin, a lot of other guys. Like, he got a lot here. Like, where, like, the Nets did a lot for him. He made that Harden trade happen, like, the initial one to bring him here. Like, a lot of stuff happened that, like, went in his favor. So, to say, like, all of a sudden, like, and then signing extension that you just want to be out because of, like, the coaching and the GM when it's, like, a lot of that foundation was created because of like the GM and the coach was h- h- hired for you. It kind of creates like a bad taste in some Nets fans' mouth. But I think at the end of the day, like you know there's only one of those type of Kevin Durant's in the league or co- only a couple of those guys. And you could always replace – obviously, Nash is not a great coach, so that's an easy replacement. But the GM is a tough one. But I think it's easier to find an average GM than it is to find a Kevin Durant.
0: I just want to say something real quick. Um, we're kind of just giving the opposite perspective that most fans are thinking. If you go on any three of our Twitter, like we've all been saying all day, keep Kevin Durant, like the hell who is Steve Nash and Sean Marks, like Kevin Durant, it's Kevin Durant, you keep Kevin Durant. But that's what everyone's talking about. So we kind of wanted to show the other perspective a little bit. Yeah, I agree.
2: And I mean, even I was, I was just in, in the Bleacher Report community for the Nets earlier, and they put a poll out, which side are you on? Like, if you were the Nets, who are you keeping? And it was Durant or it was Marks and Nash. Only, it was 51-49 Durant, and it was 44,500 people voted. Yeah. I'm like, why, though? (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me.
0: I think oh, uh, Nets, the Nets Twitter is probably closer to 75-25, I would say, in favor of Durant. If I had to yeah. take a guess based on what I'm seeing on my timeline, I could put a poll out, but I don't know. <laughs> right I, now,
2: I this was before when I looked at it. Right now, it's at 54,000 votes, and it's
0: 50-50. Yeah, I mean, this kind of goes back to the Christian Winfield story that Sean Mark signed the extension, and then... It got very quickly disputed by the team to Alex Schiffer of the Athletic and by Nets Daily, and it's like, is this something to do with it, or you think it's just two totally separate things that kind of play hand in hand?
2: I think they. I think it's the latter. I think it's definitely two separate things that kind of play hand in hand. Because, I mean, if, if KD wasn't happy with Mark speaking with and they had any hope of KD coming back, they're not going to go out there and just extend Mark's and not do it and not immediately trade Kevin.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I think it's a fair point. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's, this is a loaded topic. Like, there's several players involved. And like I think it was Anthony said, it's almost the middle of August. Like, training camp is about a month and a couple weeks away. One, you can't find a GM and a head coach. Like, you got to bring him on ASAP if you're going to do it. Two, I think this kind of killed the hope of we're just not going to trade him and bring him back and see what happens. This man made it basically a public that he wants the head coach and the GM of the team axed. Like you cannot bring that player into training camp, even if you would show up. Like I, I find it very hard to then bring him in and everything be normal. Like you don't want that. I mean, I think it kind of hurt the Nets' leverage with the trade. It
1: yeah, it did. It lot. did for sure. We definitely know it's a Durant league. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent a Durant league. But it's
0: just like I mean, that was always going to be the potential problem with this kind of news was how does it impact the Brooklyn Nets? And this does not help them unless Joe Sy is firing Sean Marks and Steve Nash. But I feel like that would be a decision that would come this week. If it was happening, they're not going to let that drag out.
2: Yeah. I, I wanted to dive in real quick about like the last time, like I remember like a GM getting fired so late and it was, um, it was with the Suns in 2018. Um, right? That was when they hired James Jones. He ended up, they ended up firing their GM like two weeks before the season started. And James Jones was the director of player personnel at the time, but then they, uh, then they promoted him. So like the only time that we could, that, that I could remember, it was like somebody who was already in the organization got promoted. This is obviously an entirely different situation. And even if we want, and even if we wanted to promote somebody from within everybody else that was in our organization went somewhere else. So, it's like, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, the Nets are about to be running. Eddie Gonzalez at GM and Adam Harrington at head coach. Banksky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's deleted all uh, his tweets about the Durant stuff, by the way. I thought that was interesting. What would you say? He deleted all his tweets today about all the Nets stuff. He, he plugged in and he doesn't want to talk about it, I guess.
0: He deletes a lot of his tweets in
1: general. But,
0: yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation. and. I'm going to be honest. I think that Joe Psy is going to side with the head coach of the GM. That's just my gut feeling. I don't agree with it, but that is what my gut and head are telling me, that he's going to side with that, and that we're going to get some sort of package around Jalen Brown. I think- the real wild card for me is then what happens with Kyrie Irving? I mean, we've all seen him more active on the net social pages. They've been posting him. They had that event in Jersey. Um, they even had him on, like, some national handles day or dribbles day or something where they had Kyrie dribbling basketball. Um, we've obviously seen the reports from multiple people now that he plans on being there with or without Kevin Durant. This Joe I think that a team of Jalen Brown, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, maybe you get a Marcus Smart is good enough. I don't
1: know. Yeah, that's something right. about that. I'm still praying. I'm holding out hope, but I, I agree with you. I think that it's probably Durant's Boston for a Jalen Brown package. That's what seems most likely at this point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that sucks about this situation is, like, yes, it will suck to lose Kevin Durant, a player of his caliber. But, like, and I, we obviously won't be mad getting a player like Jalen Brown in return because, like, at that point it's just it is what it is. But also Jalen Brown has, like, a ton of upside. He's already an all-star. Um, but really it's, like, the thing that sucks is, like, we have no picks just in case. You know, so it's, like, yeah. we don't have our own pick. So, like, say we get Jalen uh, Brown and he goes down for the year. Then it's like okay, now like our pick. It's not even like we have that. We're back to where we were in twenty thirteen, or no, not twenty, like twenty fifteen, where we just had nothing. So that's that's the rough part about it. And ironically enough, one of those picks was Jalen Brown. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, I mean, I guess he's coming back around eventually, but.
0: You guys wanna talk about anything else in this segment before we go on to a little bit of Mets news besides the meeting with Josiah and Kevin Durant?
2: Royce O'Neal is a cold motherfucker for dropping for dropping his mom like that. <laughs>
0: well, I love Royce O'Neal, like <laughs> everything he's been for the Nets, like he's just giving me major like Jeff Green vibes, an absolute glue guy. Oh we've yeah. seen him we've seen him at a ton of Mets events, well I shouldn't even say events, like Liberty game with the teams and stuff like that. But yeah, that clip of him dropping his mom was mad funny, and then he finished the layup after. Like he paused, looked at it, was like, nah, I'm gonna get my layup. <laughs> but Oh my uh, god. Confirmation I did receive that he is in fact six six and not six four.
1: The Mallory bomb.
0: The Mallory bomb. So that needs to get fixed. I mean six four versus six six is kind of a big difference in those extra two inches. Um so, hey, I
2: think every I think all men could use an extra two inches. <laughs>
0: Joe, I knew you were gonna bring it there. I just knew you were.
2: How could it's a low-hanging fruit? You expect me not to grab it? True. Uh
0: anything else you guys want to talk about about Kevin Durant
2: and Josai real quick before we move on or uh Kev Josai needs to just send Kevin Durant a gift basket with all his favorite goodies and some shit to make it all better. <laughs> yeah. Um fire like- N- Nash and see if he can cope with Sean Marks. Do it like that.
0: I think that would be, like, the best-case scenario out of this. But, I mean, we've heard they're a package deal. And if you fire Nash and Katie's like, no, I still want out, like, then what do you do? Fire Well, well,
2: Steve Nash isn't coaching any subpar team to an above 500 record anyway. That's fair. So it's like, at least, like, go get a guy like Mike D'Antoni. Go get a guy like Quinn Snyder. Go get a guy like Mark Jackson or anybody else who may be available. I mean, like, sure. I believe Scoop Robinson has said in the past, when the Nets were looking for head coaches, Kyrie Irving wanted Phil Handy, Kevin Durant wanted Tyronn Lu, they ended up with Steve Nash. How that happens, no fucking clue.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, but, God, Phil, Phil Handy I... and Ty Lu and you get Steve Nash. That's just comical. Anyways, <sighs> Anthony, anything else you want to throw
1: in real quick? I think we covered everything.
0: All right. So on 8-6, so that was Saturday, um, Woj dropped that Brooklyn Nets director of scouting Matt Riccardi is joining the Dallas Mavericks in a senior front office role. Um, Riccardi spent 13 years with the Nets. He started as an intern, which is incredible. Um, Once again, that's all from Woj kind of like what Joe said, like, who do you promote from the inside of the organization? Like, who the hell That would not? have been a good guy to do so. Yeah. Who's left? Like, I mean, Nobody. I'm sure like, everybody's gone. I'm sure KD has to have someone in mind. Like, he has to, but there's no one from within, so. Um, what other news we got? Um, Maya Jama and Ben Simmons are still together, apparently. All right. Cody, why do we care? Serious. Bro, I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I was very nervous that Ben Simmons was going to go like I don't want I don't wanna say it. like depressed again. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, bro. Like imagine like he would have he gone and retreated to Australia. Like, anyway. No, like I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like you don't lose someone like Maya Jawa and Just be like, oh, it's whatever. Like, bro, come He's on. Why? All right. That's the show. He would have had to flee to Australia, but um, I think I saw a report say that he left the team group chat after he didn't get to play in the playoffs. Did you guys see that, or am I just envisioning No, that? I,
2: I saw it, but like nowhere like necessarily like credible, I don't think. I thought it was Rick Booker, Boucher, I don't know how to say the name. Like he's it was FS20 somebody analyst. I'd never seen. It was somebody I had never seen before, and I believe it was based out of a Celtics camp. So, like, oh, okay. like how so the not, hell would you know?
0: Not noteworthy at all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. And, like, and how does one get that information? <laughs> like, right. Katie leaked, any- the email,
0: Katie leaked it to email, Doka. Yeah, right. Oh, dear God. Uh, like, I feel like we... there's just still so much uncertainty. Like, this report didn't even help anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. It was like the whole article was was basically self-handicapping. That's how I felt reading the whole thing.
1: I agree. I think it was just, like, another way to move the ball, kick the ball down the road, but with still not any clarity, obviously. Yeah,
2: hopefully next
1: week we'll have, like, a clearer picture.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm still the belief that if the pairing of, Marks and Nash are gone. I think it's going to happen very soon as opposed to waiting. But I wouldn't be surprised if Josiah already told them they're safe. So I guess it's still a wait and see what happens. Pretty much. Um, Did we miss anything else? Obviously the KD news was the uh, big news of the day. Let me hit it all. Joe, you got anything else?
2: No, bet the house on Kevin Durant being traded.
0: <laughs> damn. The depressing vibes have come back. <laughs> we were all we were all so confident and now it's like, God damn it, like, come on. Nah, I I personally think that
2: Josai, I have faith in Josai that he's gonna make the right decision. And he's gonna Ooh, get
0: both of them. That's a hot take.
2: <laughs> it is a hot take.
0: <laughs> Don't you dare tweet that out, you'll get attacked.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna do it.
0: Uh, alright well thank you for once again listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony Joe and Cody we will do an emergency pod if something is to happen with Sean Larson Steve Ash Kevin Grant Dan look